everyone. Welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm Melody Pormorati, and today I have a special treat for you. We are in a season of our business right now where we are offering a taste of what it would be like to be a Girl Life facilitator. We have a free masterclass starting May 10th to the 14th where we meet every day at noon And I teach you how to run your first profitable girls empowerment workshop. You're going to get to see, feel, hear what it would look like for you to be in this role. And so the treat that I have for you today is that I am playing a recording for you of one of our trainings where I teach women how to run the Rising into Resilience workshop. That's one of our 17 different workshops at Girl Life, and I'm giving you the A to Z in this actual podcast today of how to go out there and how to run this very workshop in your community. This is my gift to you, so by all means, take what you learn, go out there, teach it to your daughter, teach it to a client, teach it to a student. Uh, Let's empower the world together, and if you like what you're hearing and you're ready to take this even further and ready to rock your empowerment as a side hustle or a full-fledged business, I encourage you to get in touch with me, Melody, at getgirlpower.com or check out our website, getgirlpower.com and go to the Girl Life tab to learn more about how you can become a Girl Life facilitator. Now, again, this is your business in a box. You get the opportunity to turn girls' empowerment into your full-time business, and we are going to show you exactly how in our certification program. You get the certification, you get the curriculum, the credentials, and most importantly, you get lifetime access to a badass community of inspiring women who are also out there running these workshops and changing the world one girl at a time. So I hope you will join us. I hope that you enjoy this episode. I am super excited and proud to be presenting it to you. I hope you enjoy. So I'm very excited about today. Today, I am going to be modeling for you all uh, this workshop that I love to run. It's called Rising into Resilience. This is what you all will be teaching the girls in your community in your own unique way. I want you to know, as I model this for you, um, you do not have to do it the way that I do it. You are going to do it in your own way. You're going to bring your unique set of skills and magic to this workshop. So uh, please know that as you're watching, this is my version, and I encourage each and every one of you to show the girls in your community your version, okay? Because because that's what makes these workshops special. It's you, it's not me. I give you the curriculum, but what you're going to do is make it your own. You're gonna tell your own stories and you're gonna bring your own personality into this workshop. So just something to keep in mind as we're doing this. And why, why are we teaching about resilience? I think it's one of the single most important things that we can be teaching. When I look at my own life, when I watch my daughters, when I watch my daughters, and I see like there, there's a lot of pain in the world. There's a lot of suffering. There's no shortage of it. We all know this. 
of course, we need to choose our perceptions of that suffering and choose our responses to that suffering. But it doesn't change the fact that there will be tough times. There have been tough times in our lives and there will be tough times in the lives of these girls that we are looking to impact. And I just look at my own daughters and God bless, every day is is something, right? There's always something going on. And as a parent, I so deeply want to take it away from them, right? That's our initial instinct is to say, I want to shelter you from everything that is difficult and everything that could possibly hurt you. But truly what we are doing more of is hurting them if we if we shelter them from every experience that comes their way, because this is all part of the human experiences, ups and downs and rites of passage. And so the best thing we can do is give them the tools that they need to move through the difficult challenge, um, but really to allow them to move through it. Because if they don't, all of a sudden they're going to get to an age where we are not there to shelter them. And we're talking here, kids, clients, students, uh, it, any girl who, who is in your life, uh, if we try to hide the, the realities of the world from them, uh, it will catch up with them. And it'll be much harder when they're exposed to it at, at a much older age. So, um, so resilience, we all feel it. It's something we all need to learn how to flex. We all need to learn how to flex those resiliency muscles, which is why this is the workshop I chose to share with you all today. Now, uh, as we go through this workshop, I, I went back and forth what age group I wanted to offer it to you all. Uh, I think I'm going to go for like, let's say the sweet spot here is nine years of age. So as I'm speaking, as I'm sharing, you're going to see my movements will change. I will be more animated as I share this workshop because I'm speaking to you guys as adult women a little bit differently than I would speak to a young girl. So you're going to notice that change in body language, in the tone of my voice. Uh, and, and if that's something that speaks to you, that's something that you can do as well when you are running this workshop for the girls. Uh, and on the topic of resilience, I wanted to ask, is, is anyone familiar with Kintsugi? Kintsugi? Uh, it's a Japanese concept where when a bowl breaks, when a bowl breaks, they actually weld it back together with um, 14 karat gold glue. They bring it back together and these bowls are these gorgeous ceramic bowls that have gold running through them. And, you know, what's developed from this concept is that we are actually so much more valuable along with all of our broken parts. And Kintsugi is something that drives that point home for all of us. And if we can all embrace all of our parts, all of our challenging experiences, everything that we have gone through and know that it was all working for us in some way and that it has strengthened us in some way, um, then, then we are in a better position to, to continue growing and evolving and thriving in our lives. So if you haven't checked it out, check out the art of Kintsugi. Um, it's right here. It says, I'm looking at my computer. The Japanese art of Kintsugi teaches that broken objects are not something to hide, but to display with pride. When a bowl, teapot, or precious vase falls and breaks into a thousand pieces, uh, it is more valuable. This is the essence of resilience. So give me some hearts if you're feeling Kintsugi 
or if you've heard of it before. Um, and if you haven't, I encourage you to go online and type it in and take a look at those bowls. I'm pretty sure you're going to recognize them. You've seen them before and now you know the story behind them. All right. So as I go through this mock workshop, I want to invite each and every one of you to be your nine-year-old selves. Can you, can you go back to, to how she felt, what her thoughts were, what her fears were, what her questions were of the world, um, who she wanted to be, what her dreams were. I want you to imagine that version of yourself and I want her to show up at this workshop right now. I want you to be the participants in the workshop as I deliver this workshop to you. Now, when you are delivering your workshops, you may want to do it in Facebook Live the way that I'm doing it, or you may choose to do it on a Zoom call. It's totally up to you. I would probably recommend Zoom because this way you get to see all of their faces uh, and interactions and emotions. But if you choose to do it in a Facebook Live group, that also works. We have experience with that as well. So you are going to be a version of your nine-year-old self. I want to ask you to please participate because that is, right, that gives me energy as, as the facilitator here to really get your input and your interaction as your nine-year-old self. And I want you to visualize yourself running this workshop as well as you're observing, as you're watching. Uh, and remember, you're not going to do it the way I'm doing it, but I want you to visualize yourself running this very workshop because that's what's going to happen. We have put those dates on the calendar um, and you are actually going to run that workshop. So uh, something I just wanted to answer, Andrea asked me after yesterday's live, she said, um, are you going to, in the community engagement letter, are you going to be speaking about price? And I said, no, uh, the community engagement letter is just something that we want to use to gauge interest. And once people start saying yes, and I'm in, and I'd love to sign up my daughter, you're going to collect their names, put it in a database, do it however you like to keep it organized. Um, but then you are going to, to talk about price when you actually have a flyer. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but for now, it's important to know that the community engagement letter is simply something you're putting out there to share your intention for bringing girls empowerment workshops to your community. Okay. Um, all right. So before I start, before I start running this workshop as a facilitator, um, I want you to just remember before the workshop, you will be actually sending uh, a note to the parents. So just jot this down. You will be sending a note to the parents telling them the materials that they will need for this particular workshop. And we are going to be working on a tree of strength. So, so all they need is construction paper, some markers, crayons, or pencil crayons, and um, a little poster board. It doesn't have to be one of the big ones. Even if they don't have the poster board, they can use eight and a half by 11 construction paper. The goal is to make this as easy as possible for the parents to come up, especially when it's a Zoom call, for them to come up with the um, crafts and tools that you're going to need to run the Empower and Craft portion of the workshop. If you're doing in-person workshops, you are actually going to be providing those things, okay? All right, any other side notes before we start? All right, 
I'm going in, everybody. Bring bring on your nine-year-old selves and uh, and let's do this. And if I come in and out of my role of facilitator and melody, it's because I'm trying to share something with you and drive drive certain points home. All right. Hey, girls. Welcome, everybody, to our Rising into Resilience workshop. I am so, so, so excited to be hanging out with all of you. Some of you know me because we've done workshops together in the past, and some of you don't. So I'm going to give a quick intro. My name is Melody Pormorati. I am a life coach, and I'm a mother to twin girls who are a little bit older than you girls, and I am so just lit up by getting to share some time with you. So I thank you for giving me your time. I want you to know uh, that it means the world to me that we get to spend a little bit of time talking about some really important things together. Um, the first thing I want to say is that, you know, something I didn't know when I was growing up that I wish I knew and want to pass on to you is this. I didn't know that we get to choose every single thought that we think. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I was like 25, 26 years old. And when I learned this, my whole world changed. My mind was blown. I couldn't understand that, you know, it wasn't God or it wasn't my teachers or it wasn't my parents who were actually teaching me what thoughts to think, but that really I could take everybody's lessons and everything I've learned, but create my own thoughts in my mind. And so that is the very first thing that I really, really want to share with all of you girls is that we really do get to create our own thoughts. So whenever you're feeling a thought that doesn't feel so great, I encourage you to actually ask yourself, how does this thought make me feel? How can I choose another thought that makes me feel better in my body, right? That makes me feel better about being me. So give me some hearts if you guys are ready to choose your own thoughts. Andrea saying, really? Like she didn't know that. And you know, Andrea, I didn't either. And that's why I'm here to share this with you because when we learn something great, it's really important that we go out there and we share it with the people that we love, with our friends, with our parents, with our teachers, with our siblings. So that's why I'm here to share these things with you. And so that's one tool that I want you to hold on to. I want you to always know that you've got this amazing power to choose your thoughts. That's the first thing I want to share with you. The next thing I really want to share with you is this idea of resilience. Maybe you haven't heard this word before. Maybe you haven't. Um, but it's very much like resilience is about uh, when things happen to us, when life gets difficult, when maybe we've had an argument with a friend or a parent. Uh, I want you to know that those experiences, just going through them, whether you feel good through them or bad through them and it, or you find it hard, they are working for you to make you a stronger you. Isn't that crazy? They are actually, the difficult stuff is making you a stronger version of yourself. And we're going to get more into that too. But the first thing I just want you to know and own is that when the hard stuff comes up, 
to actually say to yourself, okay, okay, I am actually becoming stronger through this because you're learning how to move through that challenge. And when you come out of it, you say to yourself, wow, I made it through that. I'm strong. I'm stronger than I thought I was. And that's really the first step of resilience. And I want you to imagine an elastic band. Oh, I wish I had one here, but I don't. But I want you girls to imagine an elastic band. If I pull the elastic band and then I let go, the elastic band goes back. Well, you guys are like an elastic band, but you're even stronger. Because when that elastic band snaps back, it goes back to how it was. What happens with you girls is that when that elastic band slap, snaps back, when you get challenged or when you're going through something difficult, you're actually getting stronger. You're getting stronger each and every time. So believe that, know that. This is really important stuff that we're talking about and I'm so grateful that I get to share it with you. So the greater the obstacle, the greater the thing that you're going through, the stronger you get. Now, it doesn't mean that we should get excited about the difficult things that come into our lives. Nobody does. That's not, you know, that's not going to happen. But it does mean that when the tough stuff comes, we can say to ourselves, okay, I've made it through this before and I'm going to make it through this again. Now, I think that 2020 was a bit of a tough year. What do you guys think? Do you guys think 2020 was, was a tough year? Tell me in the chats, uh, in the comment section. If it was a tough year, give me a one in the chats. And if it was a great year, give me a two. All right? I want to hear from you. I want to know because I want to feel your energy. I want to know where you're at. But if it was a tough year for you, give me a one. I'm going to give you a one because it was tough. Uh, I had a tough year. It wasn't an easy year. Uh, I had a lot of friends and family who got sick through COVID. Thank, thank God they all were okay in the end. But, you know, I felt all the feels. I felt all of the emotions. Thankfully, I'm even stronger than I was before it all. So Andrea is saying, yes, she had a tough year and Quilla had a tough year. Angelique had a tough year. Jenny is saying one and two, and Luce is also saying one and two. I feel that. I'm always, I'm also one and two. Andrea is saying my mom's always on my back. Oh, Andrea. And Tari is saying 2020 was a one. We couldn't interact with our friends and family. That's really tough, right, Tari? And Maggie is saying one for a tough year. Tanya is saying both. Johanna is saying both. So I, I hear you guys. I feel all of it. I also had a tough year, but I also had a good year. Why? Because it started out really tough. And then when I started growing my resiliency, my superpowers, and I started to realize just how much stronger I was getting, that's when I would say I was a two because I grew, because I was becoming better and stronger with each experience. So thank you girls for sharing that. That's really helpful to me. It's helpful feedback. Okay, so we've talked about what resilience is and how cool it is that we get to be stronger, better versions of ourselves. And what's even cooler is that you can start growing your resilience at any age. You can start when you're five. You can start when you're seven. You can start when you're 12. You can start when you're 43. So you just have to make a decision to grow your resilience 
And, and that's when you start putting it into play and you start using it to work for you. Um, so here we go. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my childhood and I'd love to hear about yours too, but something happened when I was five years old, I broke my arm. I don't know if you guys could see this scar. I don't know if you could see it, but I have this scar as a reminder that I got through it and that I'm super strong, but I had 36 stitches going, you know, I'm a much bigger person right now, but when I was five years old, the scar was 36 stitches all the way from my, the lower hand to my shoulder. And it got smaller as I grew and my skin stretched, but it was really hard. I fell off of a, a set of monkey bars and I was rushed to the hospital and I was really scared. I was really, really scared and I didn't know what was gonna happen. It was my first time that I could remember that I was in a hospital. Um, and of course I went in and I had to have surgery and they had to sew up my arm and thank, thank God for those doctors who did that for me. Uh, but I, you know, at the time I was really scared and I didn't know how strong I was, but guess what? When I healed and after I got my cast removed and I looked at that scar and to this day as a grown woman, when I look at my scar, that scar reminds me, that scar reminds me that I am a strong person and that I can make it through anything. So do you guys have any stories in your life where something was really, really difficult but somehow it made you stronger. Somehow it made you realize exactly how capable you are and how many superpowers you have. Uh, Andrea says, I have three scars. Wow, Andrea, thank you for sharing. I bet those are very solid reminders to you also of something that you were able to make it through. Something that you were able to make it through. So that's just a story about me. I know each and every one of you has a story. Every woman that I know has a story. And these are our stories of strength. These are our stories of resilience. So I want you to know that everything that happened after I broke my arm, if I could just remind myself that I made it through this uh, difficulty, that I made it through this fall, uh, I would remind myself. And that's what would give me the strength to rise up, to rise up to the other things that were happening in my life. Tari is saying, I lost part of my finger when my sister closed the front door on it by accident. And when I look at my finger today, it reminds me that we heal and we are strong. We bounce back by design. Tari, thank you very much for sharing that with us. And wow, what a reminder, you know, a lot of us have physical reminders, right, Tari? We have these um, things on our bodies that remind us. And some of us have pain in our hearts, right? Sometimes something happened. Somebody said something that hurt us and we hold it in our hearts. And it doesn't make a difference if, it's, if there's a physical reminder or not. But these are things that we all went through. Uh, all right. Eve says, absolutely. I had major recon reconstructive knee surgery. I was on my own. Wow, Eve. Thank you for sharing. And, and I can just imagine how much stronger you are and, and how much courage you have every time you face a challenge now. And Luce is saying, this is getting teary eyed by being aware of how resilient we are. We are loose. We are so strong. We just need to know it. We just need to know it because once we know it, then we can take that strength and run with it and run with it. I'm getting teary too. 
Trish says, I have a burn mark on my inside wrist on my left arm in the shape of a heart from baking macaroni and cheese at 19 years old. Thank you for sharing. Wow, Trish. I appreciate you sharing. And that's a reminder. That's a reminder. Those burns that we made it through. Well, I thank you girls so much, so much of for sharing this with me. And soon I'm going to give you three tools to get you through any tough situation. But before I start that, I really want us to focus on the gifts that come from the situation. So like we said before, we would never choose these things that happen to us. Nobody wants to choose tough times. But when the tough times come, we have to ask ourselves, what did I learn? For me, the gifts of of breaking my arm, I learned that I'm powerful and strong beyond measure. I learned that my body knows how to heal. My body knows what it needs to do. I learned that I am patient and if I'm patient, eventually things will get better because every tough thing, eventually we, we will find our way through it. I learned so many gifts and one of my favorite poets, Rumi, I, maybe you girls haven't heard of him yet, but you will and I want you to remember, he said this beautiful line where he said, live your life as if everything is rigged in your favor. So whatever it is that happens in our lives, if we can just try to find the gift, if we can try to find a meaning and say, yeah, it totally sucked that I burnt my wrist, but wow, it truly did show me that I'm so strong. Uh, now, I want to share a story of somebody with you. Her name is Amy Purdy. And this woman is something super special. And, and I'm sure you girls could think of a thousand women in history who, who are so strong and who are so brave and courageous and have done amazing things. And if you can think of some, someone, I'd love for you to put it in the comments below. But when I was thinking about a courageous and brave and resilient woman, I thought of Amy Purdy. Amy Purdy is a girl who at 19 years of age, she got a very rare disease. The chances of getting this disease are not high, but she got this disease and unfortunately she lost both of her legs. So at the age of nine, the doctors told her you will never walk again. That's a really, really hard thing to hear. Now, Amy loved to snowboard. And Amy, when she heard the doctor saying to her that you'll never walk again, she's like, what is this man talking about? Not only am I going to walk, but I'm going to snowboard. I'm going to snowboard. And the doctor looked at her like he was crazy. And she walked out of his office and went to another doctor and another doctor and another doctor until she finally found a doctor who would believe that she would walk again and that maybe she could snowboard. And so because of her strength and because of her willingness to believe in herself and to believe that she could create a better way, that she can create um, another, another way, another opportunity for herself that is more amazing than the than the not so amazing opportunity that the doctors thought thought of for her she finally found a doctor who was willing to help her make prosthetic legs prosthetic legs girls if you haven't heard of them yet you know they're not they're not legs that are made out of skin and bones like what we have right because unfortunately she lost her legs instead they make them out of other materials they actually create legs for you 
And so she went to a few doctors who worked with different manufacturers across the world to make her legs, to make her new legs so that she could walk again. And so when she was able to walk again, she said, okay, now I'm ready to snowboard. So she got on the top of the mountain and guess what happened the first hundred times? The first hundred times she fell and the legs broke off, okay? But guess what she did? She recognized her own resilience. She decided to rise into her own resilience. And she went back to the doctor and she said, we need to do better. We need to do better. We need to make different legs. We need to make legs where the ankle moves like this and the feet move like this and the toes move like that. And guess what? They finally created the legs that she needed. So not only could she walk, but she got on that snowboard and she enjoyed herself and she snowboarded her heart out. And what's even cooler is she won three gold medals in the Olympics. Her name is Amy Purdy and she is resilient. She is resilient. She took something that could have really hurt so many of us. And she could have just said to herself, you know what, I'm done. The doctor said I'm not going to walk and I'm just going to accept that. But Amy said, no, I'm not going to accept this reality. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be resilient. We are going to find the right legs for me. I'm going to walk again. I'm going to snowboard again. And she rocked her resilience. Give me some hearts, girls, if you are feeling the power of how we can be resilient. Thank you for listening to my story. I know that each and every one of you probably has so many stories, and I would love to know Have you rocked your resilience? Andrea is saying, I have a friend who can't walk. She's nice, but she doesn't have many friends. Oh, I'm sad to hear that she doesn't have friends. I wonder what kind of friend she is, Andrea. And Susan is saying, confirming I am going to statements. Remarkable story. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Maggie. Love the story. And Andrea and Quila, thank you. Thank you for listening to my story. I just always feel like we need to tell stories about powerful girls and women in history. So here we go. I am going to teach you right now about resilience and how to rock your resilience, how to rise into your own resilience. And I want you to stay tuned because when we're done this portion, we are actually going to create a craft together that I'm really, really excited about. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening. And in a moment, we'll be creating, okay? So, all right. So as we know, resilience, it is one of the best tools that you have in your inner toolkit. Everything we discuss together is one tool that I give you to put in your inner toolkit and to remember how strong and powerful you are. So when something goes wrong, the first thing we need to do, and if you girls want, feel free to put this in the comments below so everyone can can remember it and see it written down and get excited about it. So the first thing we do is we feel the feelings. So when Amy found out that she was losing her legs, she had to mourn. She had to be sad. She had to cry. She had to talk to someone. She had to let it out. When something difficult happens, we do not want to keep it in. It doesn't feel very good to keep it in, right? It feels like tight in your chest and maybe your hands shake and you get a headache. I get sweaty when I keep things in. Um, 
And I feel like it's really, really important for us to uh, to feel the feelings. And I'm going to stop for a sec because Andrea is telling us something that I think is really, really important. And I don't want to not address this. Andrea is saying there's a guy at school that likes to bully me. Andrea, I'm so sorry to hear that. That must be really, really very difficult. Please let us know how you're handling it. And I'd like to discuss this more at the end of our session. Uh, I would love if you'd hang out a little bit after everyone gets offline, Andrea, and maybe together we can discuss this and figure out a way for you to move through this with resilience and to handle this. I'm so sorry to hear no one cares. Well, Andrea, we are all here with you, and I can promise you that we all care. Can everyone give Andrea some hearts so she knows that she is loved and that she is cared for and that she is in a space with other girls who want the best for one another and want to support each other? Let's give Andrea some hearts. Andrea, do you see all those hearts coming through? These girls all love you. These girls all respect you and, and want you to know that they see how special you are. Uh, I hope that you know that we all care about you very much. And as I said, I would really, really love for you to hang out after the session so you and I can discuss this, okay? So guys, I'm going to go back into my facilitator, into my melody role. I'm not in the workshop right now. I'm peeking out because Andrea gave us a really, really good example now, this doesn't happen very often, but it happens. And I, Andrea, I, I appreciate you throwing that curveball at me because it has happened before. And you will, will have a young girl in your workshop who's sharing some really uh, important information with you. And, and it's very important for us to know what to do with that information and to create a safe space for that young girl to express herself to feel seen and heard and to know that she's not alone. Um, and that's why I invited her to stay back it, so that we can really discuss it because what Andrea is sharing feels a little bit heavy. Sometimes if it's something that uh, I can use in the workshop for everyone to learn a lesson from it, I will. But because my intuition is telling me that Andrea is having a really, really hard time, uh, I am saying that I would love some one-on-one -on -one FaceTime with her afterwards, okay? And you all can do that too. And of course, once I speak to Andrea, I'm going to ask myself, is this something that I can help her through and give her some tools? Is this something that I need to discuss with a parent? It most likely will be. And is this something that we might recommend to the parent that uh, Andrea gets some extra support on in the form of a therapist or a psychologist, social worker, maybe it's a guidance counselor at school. So thank you for that curveball, Andrea. Uh, I really appreciate that you spoke up and, uh, and I hope that this was a good learning opportunity for all of us. Okay. I'm going back into my facilitator role. We talked about feeling the feelings and how important it is, girls, to really, really feel those feelings so that we can grow our resilience, okay? The resilience isn't going to come if we keep it to ourselves and we bottle it up. Sometimes we need to cry, okay? And it's okay. Uh, number two, we want to find coping strategies. Do you guys know what coping strategies are? They're ways to just manage what's up. There are ways to just manage what you're going through. So talking to a friend or a parent or a teacher, um, 
mindfulness, meditation, listening to an app of meditation. Uh, if you girls need a meditation, I'm happy to send one to you from YouTube or one of our Girl Life Meditations. Uh, but it's really important for us to somehow find coping strategies to release all of those feelings. Maybe you like to exercise, go for a run. I know my daughter likes to go play the guitar when she's feeling down. It just soothes her and makes her feel better. That's one of her coping strategies. Um, number three is to reframe the challenge. So you know how you look at a picture and it's in a frame and it looks a certain way because it's in that frame and and I want to invite you girls to reframe it, to imagine that photo in a different frame. So to see that difficult thing that's happening to you in a different way. And again, ask yourself, what did I learn? What did this teach me? Amy Purdy learned that she is powerful beyond measure and that anything that she can imagine, she can create. Those are the gifts that Amy Purdy learned. What are the, what are the gifts that you learn from each and every one of the challenging situations in your life? And I appreciate, Tari, you're awesome for, uh, for writing these all down for all of us to see. Um, number four, I want you to start noticing how strong you're becoming because it's happening. It's happening with every difficulty, with every challenge, you are getting stronger. It's like, you know, when we, when you think about muscles, we exercise, we work out our muscles and they get bigger and stronger. Well, this is the same thing. Resilience is like a muscle and the more challenges we may have and the more we make it through those challenges, the bigger our resiliency muscles become. So it's kind of like superheroes. And when they first start noticing all of their superpowers, you are all superheroes. And I want you to take a moment to notice your superpowers, one of them being resilience. You've got this, girls. You've totally, totally got this. Mm -hmm.